This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Elk Shape Podcast with me, Dan the Fitness Man Staten. This podcast is dedicated to blue-collar, hard-working public land elk hunters. We preach hard work, delayed gratification, discipline, and staying accountable to yourself. We value faith, family, fitness, fiscal discipline, and of course, public land elk hunting. So come along as we try to educate, motivate, and inspire you to become the best possible version of yourself. Our podcast is brought to you by Wilderness Athlete, performance you deserve. Fuel your body with the best. Use our discount code ELKSHAPE30 and save 30% off your first purchase. We are also brought to you by NUMA Outdoors. Geared for the outdoors, made with bow hunters in mind, built to over-deliver, and most importantly, designed to outperform. Check out numaoutdoors.com and be sure to use the discount code ELKSHAPE20 to save 20% off your purchase. Matthews Archery elevating the archery experience take a test drive with the matthews v3 31 or 27 at a local dealer near you vortex optics i've been partnered with vortex since 2010 this company is awesome they're american owned veteran owned they're based in wisconsin their entire team of designers and engineers produce and distribute a complete line of premium sport optics accessories and apparel most of the apparel that i wear while training scouting and hanging out around the house is vortex wear go ahead and check it out and if you want to save 20 percent, enter the discount code elk shape at checkout and you'll save 20 percent. new from vortex in 2021 is their tripods the one i've been using in the backcountry is their summit carbon tube and their radian carbon and it also has a ball leveling head and it's perfect for rock solid shooting there is a tripod to fit everyone's needs from Vortex now, and it's still covered with their lifetime no-fault transferable VIP warranty. Check it out at VortexOptics.com. Hey-o, Dan the Fitness Man, Elk Shape Podcast. Welcome. 
fun podcast today. This was recorded live at Texas Tech. I grabbed Corbin's archery and his big bodyguard, Big John. They sat down. We talked actually really cool, quick conversation, 20-minute piece, kind of going over what's it like to own a pro shop, but going over psychology because Corbin is a psychologist by day. Uh, Big John lost 30 pounds since attending Elk Shape Camp two months before this recording, and these guys are living it, and I want you to get inspired by them. Then we're going to go into a new recording. We're going to sit down with Micah Brown, one of the owners of Annihilator Broadheads, and kind of pick his brain on how he went from an idea in his brain to creating a proof of concept, to bringing it to market, how that's going for him. And it's a pretty cool broadhead. I'm actually messing around tinkering with it as well. And uh, cool dudes, man. And he's moving to Idaho. So really cool conversation with him. He's a great guy. Enjoy this podcast. Here we go. Um, we are doing an Elk Shape podcast. We are live at Total Archery Challenge. We were in San Antonio. Actually, we're at the taverns or something. What are we? Natural uh, Brutes Caverns. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool, actually. Good yeah. spot. We got Big John from Seminole, Texas. We got Corbin from Corbin's Archery, Seminole, Texas. What's up, guys? Chilling, man. Good to see you. Fancy seeing you here. Yeah. Right? So Made the trip down. Six-hour drive? Six-hour drive. On a Friday? On a Friday night. Close the or shop? Thursday. No. Cade's there. He'll come in tomorrow. Gotcha. So he'll close Saturday. And then you guys are headed on a family vacation. Yes, sir. SeaWorld tomorrow. SeaWorld tomorrow. Taking the kiddos. It's yep. going to be fun. Keeping the wives happy. No. Keeping the wives. It's tipping go the shopping. scales. Yep. That's right. That's what we say, right? It's a work-life balance, right? We tip the scales in their favor this time of year, but they know. Got to build that hunt equity. Equity. It's a thing. It's a thing. So, it man, really you've is. lost 30 pounds since uh, Elk Shape Camp, I, which I was have. like a couple months ago. A couple months ago. Yeah, okay. it's been going well. Yeah. Good. I told but, you, uh, don't lose it too fast, right? No. Can't lose it too fast. I mean, the first couple of weeks, it, it fell off, and it's kind of slowed down now, but it's more of a healthy, I think, healthy pace Good. at the moment. Sustainability. Yes, Sustainability. And yes, you sir. were a cat that had worked with the trainer, and it didn't. Uh, then you didn't have the trainer, and you, you just needed your wife to be on the same page as you. How's that going? Like, it's how, going good. The talk went well? Talk went well. You know, we're uh, – she understands uh, what what my goal is, and she's supporting that. So yeah. it's a, it's a good thing. Okay. Yes, sir. And you have kids, right? So how many? I have one kid. A oh, one. Yes, sir. Jordan. Jordan. How Trying to have another one right now. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. Practice makes perfect. He'll be two in June. Two. Okay. Yes, sir. So that's a crazy age. And you have a son. You have one son. And he's five. And he's five. Yes, sir. <sighs> that's cool. It's keep. So how are you guys doing this one kid thing, man? Like I don't. I remember those days. For like a little, it was way, way, way easier. <laughs> I'm here to tell you. you <laughs> I'm gonna, loving it, man. Are you guys going to double down and do another maybe? We, Amy and I talked about that a lot. You know, it's part of hunting too, but uh, she's a professional. And with us having multiple businesses, and it sounds bad, I'm not putting the kids behind that, but we just talked and we're so, feel so fortunate to have one kid because mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, one of those people, it wasn't super easy. We feel very fortunate to have the one kid we have, and whatever happens, happens down the road. But, mm -hmm. man, we feel very blessed to have one. Yeah. So you just went on a hunt, Audad, with Snyder. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, and yeah. you took your whole team. Took I took, yeah, I took um, Jared and I took Cade. You took Jared and Cade, okay. Yeah. And those cats do a lot for your shop. They um, do. So shop owners out there, like, not a bad idea if you want guys to stick around is to kind of reward them with stuff like that. I mean, obviously not everybody can take their team to – 
but it was the intent behind it. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't just to go kill stuff. It was, like, to spend time with them away from work. Exactly. And build those relationships. Like, when did you get that idea? Um, as I, uh, many people may not know, but I'm in the psychology, uh, behavioral analysis oh, field. We're talking to a psychologist. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, uh, gets well, in that head, it's man. just that team building thing and making sure they know that they're appreciated. Cause so many people leave work because, and they'll tell you the number one reason, it's 75%. Not pay. It's not, not compensation. Pay. Appreciation. It's, yep. And so, you know, Kay's been working us for us for five years now. Never been over five. Wow. I didn't know that. Never been anywhere to kill anything. And so I called uh, Scotty and I, who runs Top of Texas. We've become really good, like, friends, not just business acquaintances. But I called him, and I said, hey, man, get us something hooked up. Let's go down. Let's go chase Audad for Cade's first hunt. He set that up. And then, you know, you had Snyder down there that guided Cade to his first Audad. And it, it became a good good experience for them to 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 Cade to push himself to understand the archery side so he he, he here he's heard you in elk shape he he's seen all that but if you don't have that experience it's hard to translate all those things that we've learned over to the field the field yeah mm-hmm. and man he's pumped he's still pumped um do you think that uh were you in the davis mountains Yes. Okay. Yes. Were they actual mountains? Did you, would you qual? Because I know you've hunted out west. So yeah, in my opinion, they were. Um, in my opinion, they were tough. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your your vertical uh, shell facings almost. Yeah. Yeah. And then these Audad, I haven't hunted them yet. Actually, yeah, I'm not. I'm not counting what Jeff Bynum took us. He <laughs> took us hiking for one day in Oklahoma, and it, that was not Audad hunting. Anyways, when when they see you, their vision, when they spook, they will go to the next tier and group up mm-hmm. what do they call that like i don't know what that's called i know it's aaron telling you to get your button gear and go chase them again like and it's a yeah. you take advantage of that opportunity yes. like that's an opportunity you have to hustle yes you go from like heart rate pretty low chill to like okay they spooked we gotta go speeding yeah yes, speeding. yes heart rate i yes. love it that's cool and then you have somebody in your ear that they've done it a lot like when we got there, Aaron was telling us about some hunters, and he was just saying, when you, when I tell you to shoot, you shoot. You don't hesitate. You shoot. You shoot. You shoot. You're like, we're going to be flinging arrows. We are going to make a kill. Because if you hesitate on that hunt, those all that are going to go all the way around the mountain, and so you're going back down a shell face or face cliff, uh, the face of the cliff, and then you've got to come back up the other side. And so, like, he's in – usually the guides on those hunts are in your ear. I, I, I like that, $1,400 worth of iron wheels on the mountain. Of mine personally, and some okay, of Scotty's. Okay, well, time out, dude. So it's a hundred bucks for three. Mm-hmm. We can do some math. So those three times fourteen. Uh, what I had, I had, I had over thirty-six arrows with me. Oh, okay. And then I stole Scotty's. <laughs> and then I stole Cade. Cade shot his like the first part of the trip. I stole Cade's, Scotty's, and then I started messing with Aaron's uh, traditionals, and we just couldn't get them make them work out of the bow because they're three hundred grains up front. Uh, yeah. So iron wheels all over the place. So you literally got to like be have a setup that's pretty friendly to uh, control shooting, yes. as in release now. Yes. Okay. Fair and enough. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not into that, but I get that. Uh, that's that stressed me out. What about like ambush style? Do they do much ambush where you set up pinch points, ground blind or natural ground blind? No. No. It's straight no. Up. This is not like your perspective that you would have, and we've talked about before, but but of Texas being a a blind state with mm-hmm. blinds and corn and all that. What this hunt with Scotty is free range. That's pretty like cool. Free range. So you're cha- and you're chasing them, and it was my first time doing that. But it was it was definitely we had the glass. We had to go make moves on them. And are you afraid of heights at all? Mm-mm. Okay, well I am. Mm-hmm. And you know Aaron can talk some trash about that about me. But uh, we were on 
cliffs, like literally straight down, and Aaron would be over peeking over the edge, and then he would be he would sneak around, and he would help us get on him, then he would call us up. And me, like, I freeze. I'm a pilot, but I freeze on cliffs. That's crazy. I'm like, yeah, dude, you fly planes, yes, man. Yes, but I'm in control. I felt so out of control, man. Ah, but yeah. then Aaron's pushing you, and so you get over the edge, and you're not – I wasn't as good, so I would sneak up and, like, hit a rock, and they go bailing, and Aaron's like, shoot, 60 yards. And so they're running down the cliff, like – straight down 60 degree angle or something like that and you're you're getting on them and you're guiding them a little bit and you're making a, a shot squeezing off the shot so hard mm. it never i've never experienced that before and yeah uh, I, I haven't either that's crazy yeah. um i mean most people dan compare audad hunting in texas to sheep hunting the right. closest you can get to without having to call Bynum and figure out how you're going to pay for it. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Right? I feel that. So, <laughs> poor man's sheep hunting. Yeah. Lots of fun, free range. I think I'm terrain. going in October with these guys at NUMA. So, we're recording in NUMA's, what would you call this, like a dually van? I don't know. It's epic. It's whatever really it is. cool it's inside. Sweet. It's my little podcast studio. They told me I could come down and shoot the course, but I had to record some podcasts. I saw you guys walk by first. Yeah. I'm like, there's my bros. Ooh. Let's talk to them. Um I want to cover a couple of things. I know you guys got a jam, but Corbin, you're having Aaron come over to your uh, your location and put on a backcountry. Can't tell us about that. What the dates are and all that. So that's May seventh through the ninth, and Aaron's coming in, and we're focusing on navigation, like backcountry navigation, shooting whatever he calls Asmus. Asmus. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm gonna learn all this. Um, learning how to use a GPS is learning how really serious terrain knowledge getting to know all of that yeah. and uh, cover some guys just he's gonna we're gonna cover optics um with Swarovski really get in there and do a lot of that stuff um mm -hmm. or whoever but we're gonna focus on the backcountry stuff what stoves to use what tents to use if you're really gonna go on those not not a quarter mile off the road hunt you're gonna go backcountry you're gonna do an Aaron Snyder type hunt or, yeah. or a hunt like when you do when you put everything on your pack and go back but really looking at it and focusing on making sure people are prepared for that hunt yeah oh certainly yeah okay uh that's a three-dayer? Three-dayer. And you got Snyder in Seminole. In Seminole. I like Seminole, Texas because uh, it's just a great location to be. When I was there in February, Blue Sky is awesome. But, uh, no, truthfully, like, town's not huge, but mm -hmm. it's not too small where you're like, oh, man. Like, this is it's a really cool setup. And your archery shop is perfect for having, like, events. You know what I mean? And set up to where, I don't know, you guys are dialed. How long have you been an archery shop owner? 12 years. 12 years. 13, yeah. Okay, and you're a psychologist, and your wife's a dentist, so you guys are like professionals, <laughs> you're busy, you have other businesses as well, and you're a pilot. Let's talk about psychology real quick when it comes to archery, when it comes to, um, what is, it, break me down, what, what do you think is my psychology, why am I so psycho about elk hunting from what you've been around me, like, is, am I just a... a nut job, screw loose, need some medications, what, what can we do with me? Well... I don't think there's anything wrong with you, but John and I, you're not going to believe this. We had, you posted on Instagram today or last night that someone said you're really serious. Oh, Dudley said I was serious. Yes, which I agree. I started laughing. I was like, oh my gosh, he is so serious. You know, Bynum and I had this conversation. They were like, no, no, he's real cool. I was like, no, we know he's cool, yeah. but he's serious. But if you're a driven individual, you have things going on in your life. There's, there's nothing I don't, I don't want you to be personally, if I was your psychologist, I would not want you to be just lackadaisical about everything mm -hmm. because a driven individual pushes themselves to be better. Um, they're yeah. not going to sit back and allow themselves to fall behind. Um, we know that with people expecting you right now on YouTube to be posting videos. I mean, what are y'all doing? Two a week? Mm -hmm. I mean, minimum of two a week with content. You can't not be driven right. and serious. Mm -hmm. 
And so in everything, when it comes to the archer being a maniac on the woods, like you've got to be serious. Like, Hey, I'm going to go hike the mountain. I'm gonna go kill an elk. I'm going to come back because yeah. as you start letting that negativity come in, it's like, um, you know, Levi Morgan's not going to sit on the archery range and think he's not going to do good. Like he tells you, like, yeah. I'm going to shoot well. I'm going to go win. I believe him too, by the way. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's legit. I mean, there's nobody touches him in terms of that target archery. Yeah. But the same thing when it comes to the elk hunters, um, we talked about how much stuff you've killed. We were looking like, gosh, gone. Like, what has he had not killed? Like, no, I don't think everybody realizes what all you have killed. And, right, right. But that drive and the passion to go go be excellent. Yeah. yeah. So I don't and think I, it's serious yeah. as a fuddy dud. Yeah, no. And, and the way I look at it, Dan, with you, the, you come off really serious, but what it is is passion that people don't see. For sure. They don't They don't go in, you know, and go see all your, your accomplishments accomplishments on instagram stuff like that that's what yeah. i see yeah i see yeah you're serious but it's because you're passionate about what you do man i just don't want to suck i used to <laughs> suck and so, and i still am susceptible to sucking you know what i mean like yeah. and i think that's what comes back to we as archers there's got to be some psychology yep. that we all share in the fact that we love this thing that's super challenging but it's also very rewarding and that high-low ratio is, like, really, really far apart. And so I just don't know what it is, especially, Corbin, from your background. Love, like, it's the high-lows, man. Like, elk hunting sucks, and it's elk hiking, and it's impossible to kill one. And there's other hunters, and the weather sucks, and it's cold, and I miss home. And then you, 10 seconds later, you, you get one finally killed on day 11 of a 10-day hunt. Like, you went into extra innings. <laughs> yep. And you are at the highest of highs it's probably a drug. There's probably dopamine involved. You'd probably. have to tell us all this stuff, but uh, I love it. I can't get enough. Oh, me too. And then after being in that camp, um, the just elk-shaped camp with y'all, and then so I, I haven't been successful with an elk. I have to, you know, I have to admit that I've been hunting for a while, but we weren't doing everything correctly. Like we were learning, and then going to that camp and learning. And this year, um, Eddie and I, we the guy I always hunt with, I told him I was like, we're going to daggum kill something. We both went home. We told our wives like, hey. We're taking our kids to Disneyland this year. Like, hey, we're doing that. And they were, the wives were like, why are we doing this? Y'all are willing to – yeah, we are. And then we were like, hey, mule deer hunt in August in Utah, getting right back, and then we're going to be gone for weeks in September. So get ready for it. That's what we're doing. And I told Eddie, we're not sucking. Just like you said, we're going to yeah. go kill something. I don't care if one of us or both of us, but we are going to hunt so hard until we kill something. And just like you said, I don't want to suck at it. I want to be able to get on your – hey, I want to call you – somewhere from the mountain and say, you're not going to believe it. I finally killed an elk, man. Yep. Thanks for the help, that sort of stuff. Because your success is my success. Like, yes. That's my business plan written down. Literally super simple. What is Elk Shape Camps? Create success for these guys because it will be yours. Um, that, that's exciting. Uh, tipping the scales, the smiles on your face. You guys are going to go spend with your family. Obviously, that's important. Obviously, right? But like, Extremely. I'll shoot you straight. After your camp, I was headed to Mexico with my family. That's my effort to tip the scales. Do I want to go vacation in Mexico? Honestly, uh, maybe it was just me and my wife, but you know, we brought the kids and <laughs> How so was it? it was awesome. Like I got to slow down, which is good. Uh, and it was important. Uh, but it's something that I think a lot of people skip over when you're thinking about, I just want to go hunting all the time. Well, you do, but there's impacts, right? There's a ripple effect. So that's pretty cool. And plus you guys are both busy. You, you work in oil. Yes, sir. Only gas, uh, production chemicals. I mean, how long have you been doing that? Uh, it'll be 11 years in May. Yeah, so sure. getting away from work is probably the, the real mission, right? It's, you know, getting away from work is what keeps me working. I'll just put it to you that way. How's that, how's that sound? I get it. You gotta, I got to get away. I mean, uh, I grew up on the coast hunting, fishing, 
all the time. Now I live in good old Midland, Texas. There's not any water anywhere. Mm-mm. Hunting opportunities are slim, so got to get out and experience it, keep my work-life balance good, keep my family happy. and Run the gun shop for Corbin. Run the gun shop for Corbin on the side. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah dude, you're a straight arms dealer right now, so can you guys even keep anything in stock? And it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I, I, got, I got guys that, you know, had me put guns on wish list two, three months ago, and they call me every other week. Hey, man, it, it's tough to get. I mean, the times are tough right now. Hmm. So especially with the shortage in ammunition also is another big thing. And uh, we're trying our best to get them in when we can. Yeah. Because so. all those elk, like everybody, like we have a lot of rifle hunters in our area. Yeah. And just because the way Texas is. So they're going elk hunting, and they need their ammo now to dope, to do their dope charts. And to get everything set up, and like, hey, man, you're going to have to do your own ammo. Well, we can't get primers. We can't get this or that. Well, I mean, it's everything. And you can't I even mean, make your own bullets. No, no it's really? powders. I mean, there's people paying people to sit on powder websites day in and day out and get what they can. And so the average person that's working every day, you get, oh, hey, they have this powder on uh, Powder Valley. You get on there five minutes after the text, and they're all gone. Mm. I mean, it's, it's intense. Yeah. You know, especially when if you don't have, you know, I have three or four long-range rifles that I have custom rounds that I've built for, and luckily I loaded a bunch because Good thing you did. Yeah, because right now, I mean, you can't. It's uh, it's tough. Well, it's just like you. You got in some arrows the other day from Black Ovis, and I was laughing. I was like, man, people don't even understand how hard those are to get, though. You know, being larger companies, you can get them, but we've had orders from. Easton for October and it's just like it's not as bad as the end we're getting them we're getting them from Easton they're hooking us up but it's hard and uh victory and everybody else but it's hard to get those sometimes the whole supply chain from what we are now from what COVID did to every every industry oh yeah no it's widespread we see it in oil and gas Uh, I mean you see it at the grocery store uh when when you when you basically just stop you know life stopped for a period of time um, there's there's going to be benefit or there's going to be effects ripple effects that we're going to see for two three years in mm-hmm. my opinion no doubt no doubt how's the housing market in Texas compared to like other states right now booming still crazy booming too like houses go on the market and they have multiple over the price offers within a couple days and interest they, rates are so low yeah. yep yep kind of see that going around everywhere I was looking into scooting over to Idaho just five miles over to Idaho. Uh, wife wasn't having it though, so I'm still in Washington. But but uh, was it was that in your financial plan? I know that you've done a lot of that with Bynum. Yeah, so I think our plan is to um, we're not going to pay our house off. We're like pretty close, but uh, what we are going to do is I'm going to double down and invest a little bit into my shop. I'm building a shop, Breaking Ground June, and I'm building a gym inside of it. Not a commercial gym. People people can come over and work out if they want with me, but uh, a place to build content. And to do podcasts, to shoot more fitness-driven stuff. I'm getting a lot of requests for more like actual day-to-day programming. So I'm gonna, hmm. and I like to work out at home anyways. And so that Elk Shape um, workout app that you have coming out will be hitting about that time. <laughs> that is that correct? Where we've Give got, where we developer. can follow it. Yeah, that'd be all over. We've that. got your developers sitting outside. We're ready to go for okay. you, man. I'm, I'm ready for okay. this. Yeah, everybody, you heard it here first. Oh, you did. Elk Shape it, app Corbin. is coming out. You're gonna have daily workouts. You're gonna be able to sign up for stuff. He's been working on this forever. We're super pumped. I'm just giving him a hard time. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting it because yeah. I love his workouts. Y'all know we do them with the shop for free. Yeah. And I'm not tooting his horn. I, you know, if Dan likes me or not, whatever. But we we love his workouts. We've They've kicked our butts. I've never yeah. felt so in shape. It's just that 
there's some stuff that we would love to see. Yeah, an app would be great. Yes. Same with the Elk Collective. So, yes. so yeah, we have to introduce me to this, uh, this developer. I have a buddy too, but I always feel bad asking him. He's so busy, you know. Um, but yeah, everything from your phone. That's the vision. But first, we got to build it. Hopefully, they will come. You know, <laughs> they will be. Yeah. They will be there. Um, well, guys, I know you got to get on the road. Anything else uh, you guys are working on, especially from the Corbin side of things, because. Uh, you run a hell of an archery shop, bro, and you do Appreciate online it. e-commerce too. And it's not even what you do, but it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. We're growing. I would, I do want to let everybody know, like our website, it's not uh, the sales from the website are not a. They're we like them, but it's not my my for the force behind our website. We are we have Allison Rouser um, as our editor now, so we have an editor, and we're we're taking articles and we're bringing stuff like we just dropped an article from Caitlin Moss about. Uh, female hunters with with shotguns uh, for turkey mm -hmm. um how she developed her load for that everything like that um and we have multiple um articles dropping there and i want people to know we're not selling off of them there won't be a link in them yeah it's just content just just go just read good old-fashioned knowledge yes. bombs. and we're, we're we're really really pushing that and i'm proud of it because we all go like i go to your 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 sites and elk collective all that to learn and i just want people to have an opportunity to learn and then elk shape for next year we are having it in some uh, – Dan may back out on me now, but, no, we want to do it again next year, We for sure. Yeah, we want to go three days instead of two and a half. Yes, for real. Uh, we want to shoot uh, where we did with uh, at your house, basically. Yes, for sure. Um, I want 50 guys, and then I'm bringing more of my guys. Like, for real. I want to try to get Phelps and Dirk and Joel Turner so we can have multiple stations. Yep. I think if we have more people, more energy, and you're, you got a good spot, honestly. I like your weather that you guys have. It's nice. Before the snow, right? Yeah, before the Definitely snow. Before we, the snow. we nailed that, right? Yep. That would have been perfect. a disaster. But, uh, yeah, cool. Big John, you on Instagram? I am. What is it? Uh, JL Herrera 74 Okay. Yes, sir. Keep up the good work, man. Thank you. I'm going to fist bump you guys. All right. Boom, good work. Corbin, thanks for stopping by. Appreciate you, man. Definitely. Likewise. I really do. You guys are awesome. Keep up the good work and go enjoy your families. We and will. Go kill Eat some good food out here. Yeah. yeah. Some good food down here. San I'm Antonio. Getting, I think it's about that time. So. Yep. It is. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks, right, Dan. Guys. Thanks. And we're going to interrupt this podcast for a quick little message from Black Rifle Coffee Company. These guys make amazing coffee here in the u.s and they're veteran known and they're proudly american and unapologetic i appreciate that if you guys are interested in joining their coffee club or picking up maybe some swag ready to drinks or check out that new flying elk roast flavor use the discount code elkshape and that'll save you 15 percent also, Kafaru International. This is the backpack of choice for elk hunters. I use the Hoodlum or the 44 Mag. You guys need to check out Kafaru International if you are serious about packing out large loads of perfect protein off the mountain. Head over to kafaru.net to learn more. We're also brought to you by Onyx Hunt, the number one hunting GPS app. I've pretty much gone away from using an old school GPS. Obviously I still carry like an inReach, but all my hunting maps are stored and executed with the Onyx. This is the fastest downloading offline maps out there, as well as the most resilient, bulletproof. Not gonna crash on you when you need it most. I run tracking most days while elk hunting, and I found Onyx to be the most reliable hunting GPS app out there. Check it out today. And finally, Baku e-bikes. These are e-bikes made for hunters by hunters. 
This is a game changer for elk hunting as well as bear hunting, checking your tree stand trail cams, getting in and out quietly. I rock the mule. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE to knock $300 off your purchase. And if you do that, you might as well just go ahead and apply that discount towards a folding cargo trailer so you can put your elk quarters and haul them out back to the truck. Action Jackson. Okay, we're still at Total Archery Challenge in Texas where everything's bigger and better according to Texans. Right. Hard to not disagree. It's been pretty nice, minus the wind. Hanging out with Micah Brown. This dude is one of the, well, there's two owners of Annihilator Broadheads, and he's one of them. So what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm living the dream. You know what I mean? I'm just shooting archery, traveling, not bear hunting yet uh, soon, soon enough. Um, when does your guys' bear, bear season open up? Funny you asked that. Uh, two days ago. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? So The life of being on the road, right? Uh, it's cool. You know, it, it gets better in May, honestly. May's a good time. And, and, and I actually prefer early June when the bear rut kicks in Yeah. Uh, for spot and stock stuff. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. I got one more camp, uh, elk-shaped camp, and then I'm at seven for the year. So we, we hustled. We got them done. Got we like there, to, got action, got out. Yeah, we kind of want to get these guys doing, like, um, get all their stuff, all their ducks in a row for the off-season before the off-season is, like, gone. So we kind of do that deal. But how have you elk hunted much? Yeah. Yeah, we get, we went out, uh, got out last year for a little bit. Weather was really bad. We were back and forth between uh, Idaho and Montana. And I landed touchdown in Montana. It was 97 degrees. We only had a certain amount of time to get after them. And by the time we left, that's when they started showing up. So all the locals are like, what are you guys doing here so early? Oh, like, really? Like you for the opener? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, did you draw Montana this year? I did. Must be nice. We so did. happy for you. Bring <laughs> your neck. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> are you grinding your hands? In your no, neck? no. <laughs> I Actually, you know what? I don't deserve to hunt Montana. I love Montana, but I just, I'll take a year off, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's just hard because I like the generosity of season. Yeah. But yeah, I'm really happy to see all these new hunters. Yeah, you know it, I mean? yeah, it's super cool. We uh, yeah, we drew that with three of us. So okay, yeah, I know a lot of guys are like, oh, you. So, dude, you're like about to step out of law enforcement. Correct. What do you do for law enforcement currently, and how many years you put in? What's the like? You got a pension? You're out? Like, give us the deets. So the down and dirty, yep. or the quick and dirty. Oh, a little bit of both. Okay, um, yeah. So I've been a deputy sheriff for the last 16 years in Sacramento County. So, um, doing that with the passion for archery, specifically bow hunting, and then having a company that's kind of just been skyrocketing. We've, uh, my partner Brandon and I have had a little bit of, uh, back and forth. Hey, how are we going to make this work? We're super busy. We got to figure it out. So kind of a point in my life now where I said, okay, I've done this long enough. I've, you know, I've gotten what I, what I wanted to get out of it as a job, as a career. Maybe not so much as a pension because pensions are awesome down the road, but I'm I'm still kind of close. I've been in for 16 years, so that's a good chunk. And then running off and doing the annihilator thing now, where my passion really lies, being able to do that. Not too many people get afforded that opportunity. No way. So do you have to wait the full 20? Um, no. So at 60, so basically I have to wait till I'm 50. Right now I'm 42. So okay, I just defer it. And that's I, perfect. Yep. And the way things are looking, I mean, you guys. Last year, couldn't even keep up with the demand. Correct. Like, you had a supply chain issue, like mm -hmm. most people. But yeah. you guys were fairly new. I remember meeting 
you gosh i want to say two atas ago so last year's ata was canceled Mm -hmm. and the one before that i was in kind of like the no name section of ata headed to an appointment and there you guys are and you guys were cool i just stopped to talk i had no agenda i looked over your broadheads and i was like holy smokes guys i think this is amazing good job and uh at the time i was kind of a under an agreement with Grim Reaper, so I couldn't really do much with you guys, but I wanted to tinker with them. And we got, I saw you today and I was like, oh, hey, by the way, I don't, I, w- I can tinker now. So let's talk about getting your stuff. So we're going to do a YouTube video uh, and shoot your broadhead um, and possibly shoot it at some animals just to, you to see um, what's that been like from conception to kind of getting it to market and then also having it be almost too successful to you where you're like, ah, growing pains. We, how do we go vertical? Yeah. I mean, it's just a, a snowball effect of from launching to having uh, obviously won that award. We won uh, best new archery product in the entire industry at the ATA show in 19 In 19 when we launched. Um, and that obviously when you get a platform like that, the dealers coming by, Hey, basically you won the award. We had, we had dealers that didn't hear of us before because we actually launched kind of a soft launch in May. Yeah. So by the time we got to, to the ATA, it was kind of a partial season. We didn't have a lot of packs, a lot of heads out floating around, but then we won that award. So then the dealers are like, can you guys produce? And we're like, uh, yeah, but it's always that you don't want to tell people no. Right. You want to tell them, yes, we can, but it's really sucks to tell them no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so it was some growing pains, like you were saying. Um, we now have our own machines. We have robots. We have um, stuff. It's all made in USA. Um, even our metal source in USA. So everything's done here. So now we don't have the, the delays that some other companies have getting stuff overseas. So now we have air productions up. Uh, we're 10x on, on output. But the tolerances that the Annihilator is known for are you know, second to none. And um, we're able to keep that. We have phenomenal guys in the background uh, handling, uh, you know, handling our fulfillment team. And then we have guys uh, doing all our, our grinding and, and, and work on it. So, yeah. When it comes to your broadhead. Oh, here we go. I got my pack right here. I'm going to go test. Okay. So would you say it was designed by an engineer or a team of engineers? Like, and what differentiates it? Like, Honestly, I haven't seen anything else really out there like it, but I yeah. could be mistaken. I could have missed mm-hmm. someone's design. Yeah. Um, give me kind of the, the, the build background on it, man. So do you want the camp campfire version? That's the one. That, that, I, I do. I do. That one. If you have time, yep. I do. Yep. Cool. So the campfire version is uh, Brandon, the other co-owner of Annihilator. Him and I met through a mutual friend in Elk Camp in Idaho, and this was in 2017. And we were just sitting there hanging out, and I came out of the camper because we were talking about different stuff. I think someone had shot at a bull, couldn't find it. Um, like I said, came out of the camper, and I said, hey, dude, I got, I have something I want to show you guys. You guys are cool. Just I don't know where it's going to go. Here's a drawing on a paper. And I said, imagine this thing three-dimension. I'm not a CAD guy. Yo, right? I'm just a knuckle-dragon cop. Yep. I'm so, Mr. Sheriff. Yep. Yep. So I said, hey, uh, this is what I want it to be. I want it to have... This back cut on it, if it has these wedges in the back, I can tell you right now, nobody has it. It's going to wedge and hammer and move mass out of the way. Um, if we get the if we get the material right, it'll be the most uh, indestructible broadhead ever designed. Um, but what do you guys think? And we literally passed around a drawing, and all the guys looked at it, and they're like, yeah, it seems cool. Brandon was the guy that I met that was brought by a friend, 
he called me up three weeks later and was like, hey, look, dude, I don't know what you need help with. I'm a, I'm a software guy. I'm the computer side of things. Do you, what do you think? Do you think do you want to just, he said, I'd love just, I'm a hunter, but just like you, I'd love to maybe we'll figure something out and try to get it to work. And if it doesn't work, at least we tried something. If it doesn't, I said, yeah, I said, that's, you know, I, I'm not, I wasn't out searching for, it. I just wanted to show you guys a concept that I had because yep. you guys are hunters just like me. So, that's um, kind of like, Hey guys, uh, here's, I don't have a proof of concept, but here's the concept. So that's super yep. ground level. Yeah. Like, hey, trustworthy peers. Yeah. Cool. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> Brandon and I ended up getting together, pulled some resources. I had I had the concept up, upstairs in my head, and we started messing with some stuff, and we really got lucky. There wasn't a lot of re- reiteration. It was this is maybe we changed the shape. We want to make it legal. Yeah. Um, we wanted it. We wanted you know, broadhead should be measured on four things. And we and this is when we started talking about. It, we said okay, what would be your what would be your top priority? What would be my top priority? on making a broadhead that fall that you were thinking another one fell short in a certain area. And we said, okay. And we ended up with four things, flight, penetration, lethality, and durability. The annihilators off the charts and all four of those. We thought of all the broadheads we could think of one or two will fall short in some, some maybe only fall short in one or two, but the annihilator fall doesn't fall short in any of them. Mm. So when we started it, we just kind of just, uh, had a prototype. I'd, I shot it through metal. Uh, we shot it through plywood, messed around with it. And I'm like, dude, this thing's screaming. It's carrying the entire arrow with it, and the arrow's not breaking. And I said, we're shooting other stuff, and everything else is getting stuck. And I told him, I said, uh, it's that design on that back. That wedge on the back is moving mass, kind of like the in, in the drawing. So we handed the prototype. We ended up getting a prototype made for real, just cheap 300 series steel, nothing yeah. major. Yeah. Had a buddy smoke a pig at 50, and he's like, dude, this thing's cooking. And then we watched the vapor trail on the back of the arrow when it went through. It was a taper of blood for like 10 yards where the arrow was at. The pig was like literally, I think it made it 15 yards. Ran up five yards, turned around 10 yards and was dead. Just completely dropped the lungs dropped off it. the bottom. We went and looked at it, huge hole in it. And, and what we realized <clears throat> when we shot it into an animal, the hole was way different than shooting it through substrate. And when we shot it through substrate, it was still a good huge triangle taken out. But when we shot it through an animal, it was a hole, like a complete, almost a circular hole. And I said, told my buddy who shot it, I said, hey, dude, I don't know how that's happening. I don't, I, I understand it's moving mass. It's got to by the design, but I don't, you know, we don't know. Took it to Africa, whacked a bunch of African animals. He said, dude, this thing's laid the hammer on African animals. Um, so then we decided, we're like, hey, look, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go and see what we can get, get it made out of. And we'll shoot it. Like you and I will shoot it and see what happens. Because it's always a bummer when you make something or do something and someone else gets to go run off and play with it. And you're like, hey, get back here, right? That's, so Yeah, that's like – I mean, you have to pretty much do these type yeah, of things. Like, yeah. You have to go put – like, you have to go do the testing yeah. protocols. Uh, let's. When did you guys get to shoot an elk with it? I know because you guys are elk hunters first yeah. and foremost. Yeah. I know, like, you're like, cool, we killed a, a gims buck, yeah. a pig. Whatever. Let's let's get an elk because they're yeah. tough. Um, when did you guys get to finally shoot so an elk? Brandon shot an elk. Uh, Brandon shot an elk. I think that year I didn't draw it. I think it was one of these years. I was uh, blacktail hunting and kay. I came back and my buddy's like, "Hey, because I'm a big time blacktail guy in California." Yeah. And um, I shot uh, shot some blacktail. Came back into town, and by the time I got back, my buddy's like, "Hey, um, we're gonna um, uh, go elk hunting. This and that. Have you got your tag?" I said, "No. Well, you know, I always buy it on my way up to town." 
like on the 28th or whatever, right before right before season opens. No, you, it's closed out. I said, oh, well, yeah, my unit never closes out. Where I hunt in Idaho, I'm good. No, it, the whole thing shut down. Like, you're not going. I'm like, what are you talking about? Sure enough. Did you go. cry yourself a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was like that. That was 19 or 18. Yeah, it was 18. So 17, um, the prototype was done. Uh, Brandon shot a bull. We ended up hooking back up. Then we couldn't go elk. I couldn't go elk hunting. So it was, yeah, it was really rough in 18. And then, yeah, so. Did you just go anyways, like to call or be camp or? No, that year, um, just because of where they were at in my time frame. Yeah. Um, I ended up staying, staying and got on a monster. Probably would have been, would have been booked. Blacktail. Couldn't get a shot off. Uh, he, he ended up doing the sneaky blacktail thing. Oh, yeah. Snuck down behind me, and I didn't even hear him. And I stand up, and I was looking in this draw, and I'm five by five, absolute monster in this area that we we backcountry hunt into. And uh, long story short, lo and behold, <laughs> I stand up after five minutes and look down, and he's staring at me, buggers off. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. So that was the extent of that. But then yeah. we got we all got back together and talked about hunts and stuff, and he's like, hey, man, smoke this bull like – it's the real deal. It's it's hammering. So then we just started laying laying the hammered animals after that pigs, and we shot turkey, and yeah. So, so you went from that prototype three hundred steel. Mm-hmm. When what did you decide on for the for the actual material for your current setup? So we we are a casted company. A lot of companies are different. Some of them or some of them are milled out. Some of them you know, it just depends. But casting um, casting is because of the the unique shape behind our head. It's too hard to run all that material out. You're, if you took a, if you took a section of steel, you're losing too much, right? If you were versus just cutting it out, um, ours is uh, investment castage, high pressure into a cast, which makes it really nice for the repeatability side of things. Yep, that's kind of important. Same shape, same yep. shape, and then our we have a really great gr- grinder, you know, and he can basically just. He takes it and just grinds it out. And so by the, hand, every one of the, them um, on a machine. Yep. But it's the the tolerances are so tight. Like I said, I'm not. I'll never knock another broadhead company. Brandon's in the same boat. We'll never knock another broadhead company. Don't There's need a to. bunch of great ones out sure. there, um, but the tolerances on this thing are absolutely out of control. Hmm. Yeah, it's caught my attention for sure. Uh, I'm a straight shooter. Mm-hmm. I think you're in law enforcement, so you can handle it. Uh, when I saw your very first design, I'm like, dude, that looks like it'll fly outstanding. Like, that's a great design. I stopped. I mean, I was literally not, I was walking by your booth. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was there. I had no plans to talk to you guys. And I saw the design. I was like, oh, my goodness. So that was cool. But I've always thought it was a little, because it was under an inch cutting yep. diameter. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of that, honestly. So, um, didn't really. And then when I saw you come out with, is it the XL? Is that what you're calling it? Or yeah. What? And I saw you I was literally going to the bathroom, in yep. the men's bathroom, at Total Archery. And I'm like, Michael, what's up? And you're, I'm like, you got that broadhead here? And I'm like, all right, I got to come check it out. And I saw it. And I was like, hey, man, I want to, I got to try this out. So here we are. Yep. Um, we, let, let's rewind it real quick. It was the, you were behind me. I didn't know you were there. Hey, those, those annihilators, you heard of them? They suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, I, that's just me and my personality, yeah. though. But, yeah, I did I did be like, hey, man, have you heard of the Annihilators? Yeah, no, those things suck, I hear. And uh, I was just messing with him. But I've heard absolutely the opposite. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things. And you just kind of look at the design in person, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, that is awesome. But so give me your counter argument to my first point. Like, hey, Micah, I'm a little afraid of your wimpy cutting diameter. It's less yeah. than an inch. Yeah. It concerns me on elk. I the XL looks like it'd be for me, yeah. but you can help. Like you've, you've tested it. Yeah. You've designed it. Talk yeah. me through it. 
So when you think of uh, broadheads, and like I said, I'll, I will always say this, not knocking broadheads, um, the majority of them are all pretty much based on the same platform, especially when you attach something to a ferrule, uh, a point, and then you add razor blades. You, When you shoot it into an object, uh, you usually get a field point with razor blades. Yeah. It's a field point with razor blades. A two-blade, for the most part, you're usually a, uh, a point with uh, two razor blades, sometimes thicker. Mechanical, sometimes you're getting big, you know, big two-inch blades that come out. But if you think about those broadheads in what what their design is, right? Their design is to slip through an object. <clears throat> and it makes sense for carrying the broadhead through an object. But the annihilator is totally different. We don't care if we induce drag a little bit on our broadhead to slip our broadhead through. That weighted base, when you flip it around, you don't see any of the arrow exposed. We're the only broadhead in the world to carry the arrow through the object unscathed. So by doing that... The only way to do that is if your broadhead is creating a hole, right? If you have a hole in an animal that's that's induced by that wedge, that hole cannot come back together. So if you have a hole in an animal, like I was explaining to you earlier, you're pressurized, unpressurized, we're pressurized systems. Like negative pressure. Negative yep. pressure and positive pressure. Yep. When you have a hole in an animal, particularly a hole on both sides, that's one and a half times the circumference of what that and I'm using my fingers, little in parentheses, broadhead is doing, the hole is way bigger than that broadhead. I see. So the hole now, as soon as you go through an animal, the pressure is released. And if you just have a bullet with ra- bullet type hole, field point, whatever you want to call it, with razor blades, that pressure can stay because it sits there and flaps and squeaks and leaks out as the animal's running. Right. But if you have a hole on both sides, they can't run. And we're talking a hole is a circle, friends, yep. not a triangle. Not You're a talking triangle. a hole. Yep. Okay. So when you look at the back, of the back of the broadhead, like I was explaining to you, even on the back of our packaging, you can see that there is a dark triangle on the back, and we're proving to you, just in raw, standard, stagnant form, that this broadhead has more overall cutting surface area than anything out there, because that matter that exists between the where the field point and the technically the razor blades are. We filled that all in. That's fact. I that's mean, fact. That's science. And that's why it's your logo. Yep. Got it. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. And then I've heard great things about the flight, the aerodynamics, the mm-hmm. things like that. Um, what's your chink in your armor? Like, what what do you feel like, you know, you said every broadhead's really good, but some don't meet. Do you feel like you've checked all the boxes and you're, you're good to go? Yeah. I think, uh, um, well, when I say I think I know, but obviously I got to get other people to think, and then after they experience it, then sure. they know. Sure, yeah. Uh, flight, it's absolutely lights out. Penetration, it hits like a hammer. Lethality, I think it's literally, I think it's second to none because of what it's doing and the and penetration. It's how many dealers do you have now? Like, how many pro shops are out there carrying this? We have over 220, and yeah. we get five to six, seven, sometimes 10 a day calling and emailing, hey, we yep. want these. Our customers can't find them anymore. And it's interesting going back to when we had issues with fulfillment. We had shops that were coming up to these. We had one shop that came up to, the, to this shoot, and then we were in Bend in Portland a couple of weeks back, and they were saying, dude, I was sending your broadheads even out of the country. I was sending them to France. I was sending them here. I was sending them from from Nevada. I was sending them to New York. From New York or you know, from Florida, they were going to Wyoming because people were fighting for them. Yep. Um, and that's part of that, you know, launching. It's, you know, y- there's always a give and take and you learn. But um, 
yeah, once people experience that, like I said, those four things, flight, lethality, penetration, and durability, you can yeah. shoot this thing over and over and over. And there's YouTube videos, and guys are like, why would I want to shoot a brick 50 times to try to break a broadhead? It's not, you know, I don't care. I'm going to lose all my arrows. We have guys doing that, and guys will go and post, and they're posting videos. They're just showing you what it's capable of because of its shape. Yeah. Like, yeah. why not go in your backyard and be comfortable shooting? Why should you go shoot all your broadheads? launch off your target and then have to go buy more broadheads. Why not just hit them up? And one of the cool things about the Annihilator is you can sharpen it up flat on a stone. And it sharpens the attacking edges, and the Annihilator has edges on the back. So say you don't get that penetration, you don't get that pass-through, it'll sit there and grind and cut its way out. Oh, man. No, that's... So is it like a lifetime warranty, or what What did you guys decide to do there? And then also talk to me about, like, map pricing and direct-to-consumer so people know, basically, can they order online? Where do you prefer them? Yeah, they, just kind of the customer service side of things. Yeah, so you can uh, you can get them online. Um, they're sold at at, uh, at our website, www.annihilatedbroadheads.com. We have a ton of dealers. We love working with dealers. We love pushing. Uh, it's a concept that I talked to Brandon about and that um, that – kind of built over time and um, I like to call it archery in the community because people don't realize that the sport of archery only happens literally only happens because you have uh, pro shops where they're going in to buy products so I love when someone comes in and a dealer calls us and said dude these guys came in and bought bought the annihilators Uh, he shot them last year he shot blue through the targets all summer long sharpened them up on a stone I didn't get to sell him another pack, but I sold five of his friends' packs, and guess what? They all bought b- bows too. It's because you're annihilators. That's just that's just how it's, that's just how it works, folks. Yep. And uh, if I owned a pro shop, I wouldn't want to. First off, you know you don't do it for the money, right? Yeah. Uh, you do it for the passion of archery. But yep. uh, if I did own an archery shop, that's a huge that's a huge like referrals are the lifeblood. Yeah. And when some broadhead company got me referrals for bows getting moved mm-hmm. i'm pretty happy about that and uh you know if you're spending less time let's talk lastly about your blood trail yep. as far as just like on an elk and then shooting like if you hit the knuckle of where the scap touches the humerus on an elk versus you just hit the scap like so you have all these testers now yeah. right they don't email me their, their data. They like you guys see it, yeah. right? And yep. you guys are hunters as well, which is awesome. So, can you talk to the famous shoulder hit, yeah. which we get so much, you know, here on Elk Shape? For sure. First, I want to go back and and I've been my my brain's been wheeling. Obviously, I'm a cop, so I think outside the box for the most part. I think about different ways, different angles to do stuff. But um, go back in the chink in the armor. Uh, this was when I said we are cast a company. We're 4140. It's tool still. That's what they make bid ends out of. Super hard, super durable, mm-hmm. high carbon content. So if I said we had to have a, um, if I said we had to have a downfall, and I wouldn't say it's really a downfall, more than a cosmetic flaw because it is cosmetic, would be um, the fact that 4140, because it carries the carbon, it does, it will rust. So you have to keep oil on the broadheads. Um, it's not, it's nothing major. I mean, if you don't take, that's just like taking care of anything. When you get back and you leave your bow in the case for two weeks after a you know hunting up in the rainforest yeah you know the pacific northwest or something like that yep. you're gonna have problems so well, with ours, you just, mentioned that yeah just wipe them off and and spray them down with either rem oil we'll we'll put mineral oil on them um in the off season i i spray like just regular gun rem oil on them and just leave them let them soak up and put them back in in their black oxide coating so you can wipe that whole inner part of that like bell and wedge out 
and then just the edges. You can just run those flat on a stone. It'll take some rust right off, spray them, throw them back in the quiver, and you're gone. Good to go. Yeah. Okay. So back to the shoulder blade. Yes. Yeah. We got. I mean, yeah. elk hunters know. We've all done it. Yep. I've, I've got one bull I hit in the shoulder, but I was, I was using a fixed chisel tip, yeah. and I did not get a pass through, but I got into the lung cavity, and I did get that bull. Yeah. But I did hit scap but I broke through. What would yours do? It's like when you look at a restaurant menu and you're looking at all the steaks and whatever, you go to a nice steakhouse, you're like, ribeye, t- T-bone. I don't, even want, I don't even want to talk about the T-bone. I yeah. just want to get the ribeye. Get the T-bone out of my <laughs> face. <laughs> I hate you, T-bone. <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what it's like. Um, but when you uh, when you put the annihilator through, and you'll see in some of your testing, hopefully you'll do some just, just plain out-of-the-box penetration tests or just random stuff. Yep. It doesn't matter what you're shooting. I'm not saying go shoot concrete. By all means, if you want to test the durability, you better have a lot of I don't think I'm going to shoot plywood based on wood prices, man. Actually, might not. Yeah, you probably don't want to do that. It actually costs more than, a, more than an elk trip. Yeah, so, for real. Yeah. God. But um, – yeah, so what's unique to the Annihilator is the fact that it's ability to move mass. So whatever substrate you put it through, it doesn't change its shape. It won't just do the, the field point with razor blades. So when you go through bone, you're getting this that same triangular. You're getting all that right through the bone. Yep. It doesn't change um, because it can't. By, by its design, it physically cannot. If you're going to put it through an object, it cannot do anything less than what's on the back of that packaging. So when you do that... Um, you're, you're going through hide, you're going through meat, you're going through bone. Uh, we'll never tell you to, you don't, and you know, you don't ever want to shoot an elk in that T-post. It's like the worst spot in the world. You don't want to do it. Um, have we had success with it? People have done it. Um, have people buckled elk at long ranges with our broadhead? Yes, we have feedback from, um, multiple people, uh, that have taken our elk. One guy has taken, I think, eight, six to eight bulls with our broadheads. The farthest he shot one was a Roosevelt, and I'm not recommending this, but at 104 yards, to, to prove the drag theory, 104 yards, he went completely through the elk. Um, we have pigs that are shot at over 100. And, we have one guy who shot one at 106 yards on film right through the pig, uh, blowing, out, blowing out the backside. So um, a lot of, con- a lot of uh, questions we get asked is, how's the drag? How's this? And we say, you know what? We'll take the drag because it's localized to a small area. If you think about... Like we said earlier, broadheads and how they carry arrow shafts. Mm-hmm. There's 60 inches of raw drag on the back on the back by hidden behind your broadhead, right? If you're getting your broadhead through fast, but you still have all that drag on your arrow shaft, I'll sacrifice an inch and half drag up front to get 60 inches of drag through the animal. It's hard to argue that physics. It, to be honest physics. with you, yeah, it's kind of hard to argue that. Uh, yeah, man. I guess my takeaway is, look, guys, like. I'm not here to sell you on any broadhead. I'm just here to sell you on fixed broadheads. Mm-hmm. Don't care who you buy it from. Uh, shoot a tune bow. That means your arrow comes out center shot and ain't doing any crazy things. And if it's not, get some help and then tinker, tinker, tinker. Yeah. And when I say tinker, you're testing for you and your yep. setup. Yeah. Like So now that I have your broadheads, guess what? I get to tinker with yep. the arrow weight because mm-hmm. these are 125s, correct? Correct. I need to get probably Max Stealths aren't going to work for this. I'm going to have to go a little like probably Max Hunter yeah, or a little, Blazer. Yeah, a little bit taller, a taller vein. A little yeah. taller vein, for, yep. you know. And then I got to, now I got to mess with, uh, so I'm, I usually shoot, you know, 100 grains. But I like FOC around 15%. Well, I actually got arrows built for this. I'm just going to have to rip the veins off and refletch some Max Hunters. Yeah. 
But the, I need to know, am I going to run a four vein? Am I going to run a three mm-hmm. vein? Am I going to go three degrees, six degrees? Or shoot shoot, uh, shoot this with what you have because the, yeah. annihil- uh, the yeah. annihilator is unique to um, how it flies. It's particular. It doesn't dive left or right or anything like that. It's particular. to We, we have guys that are shooting this XL with their originals, and they're like, dude, their light's out at 50, 60 yards. They're hitting the exact same spot. Yep. And other guys are like, hey, I need some adjustment. What do you guys think? And we're like, you shouldn't need adjustment left or right. Um, the broad, that broadhead itself flies dead nuts, but you might need something a little bit taller to help the lift. It's basically so that your 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 arrow is flying on a ballistic trajectory towards the target, and that's what that that's what that that uh, higher vane will do is add lift to the back, which is probably going to be important. Um, yeah. Because you know I've tinkered enough to know that that arrow might just plane down in the ground at 90, 100 yards. I'm going to shoot your broadheads really far. I'm going to shoot a couple close, but that's my test. Yeah. Is I like to go, not that I shoot at animals at that far, but I like to shoot all my broadheads on all my arrows at 100 yards with great conditions mm-hmm. and film it, watch it, yeah. observe, tinker. See what happens with it. And- but I can't. I hope I get to shoot a bear with this, man. I got a couple. I got an iron wheel wide I want to test. I got an iron wheel single bevel, uh, turkeys. All, I mean, this is this is testing grounds for me right now. Like this is time for me to get out there and and see what's up. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one thing, real quick, is a lot of guys don't realize that when a bow shop or pro shop, um, which Annihilator fully supports, like I said earlier, that archer in the community, um, we love it because obviously that's what happened. That's what makes these events because guys are out purchasing in pro shops and stuff and supporting archery. Um, one thing, when they hand you a bow and say this is ready to rock, it's ready to rock at five feet in front of you, it, they're telling you it's putting a bullet hole out there. Keep going. Micah, I love yep. where this is going. Amen, brother. What what people need to realize is when they hand you a tuned bow, they're just telling you, guess what? I got your bow at the starting ground and from right here. Now it's up to you to take it the rest of the way. Basically, you're, you're, you're getting towards that goal line. We want you to punch it in. And what they're telling you is, here you go, take it, run with it. But what a lot of guys don't realize is they'll shoot, they'll shoot even field points at, you know, at 20 yards and they're on. They'll shoot 60 yards, they're on at 100 yards, they're off left to right. And they don't realize that um, the biggest thing that we've talked to guys about too is arrow rest. A lot of guys don't walk back tune their arrow rest. And walk back tuning your arrow rest will prove to you that most broadheads, and not including the Annihilator and all the other ones, will fly right. They'll fly right with your field points if you arrow rest and get, get everything in line. And it's called casting. So a lot of guys, once you, once you walk back tune your arrow rest... And get everything in line so that your your field points are flying right. Your broadhead should fly somewhere in between. And you might have to make a little adjustment yeah. with your sight. We haven't seen that issue at all with ours. Once that once that walk back tune, your bow is tuned tuned for you. Tons of videos on YouTube about walk back tuning. It's super easy to do. Highly recommend anybody out there in the archery community. If you don't walk back tune your ROS, make sure you do. Um, Get everything in line, and once you're out the distance, you should be completely fine. I feel that, yeah, that yeah. French tuning or walk back, whatever yep. you want to call it. Yep, walk It's back a game changer. Um, AnnihilatorBroadheads.com. What's your Instagram? What's your Facebook socials? Yep, all those. Yes, go look at Annihilator. We're on there. Um, we're really good about answering any questions. Usually just shoot us a message. If you guys have anything, www.AnnihilatorBroadheads.com. Uh, info at Annihilator. You can get us there and yep. start jamming us up. Um there's not a lot of us that work there. Like I said, this is uh, still a company in 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 growth. Obviously, it's been massive growth out of the gate. Um, so get get a hold of us. We're really good about getting back back with people. 
our dealers love working with us because we're real you know we're, we're hunters we're not we weren't businessmen to start out with we got into this because for the passion of you know archery hunting and being around like-minded people so i see big things going your way in fact i'm uh i want some shares if you guys have any shares <laughs> i'm just playing but uh and then we have that mutual friend austin yep um shout out to cali bow hunter he's a good dude yep. man yep. he's a good man and uh you guys keep up the good work appreciate you coming on yep. once you get back to work uh guys check them out we'll be doing some testing be sure to check out the youtube channel abt always be tinkering catch you on the next one yep annihilator out hey guys thanks for listening that was fun uh thank you numa for letting me invade your numa van and record all these cool podcasts at tack uh, that was the last one there. Next week, we're bringing on Dirk Durham, Jeff Bynum. We're at the last Elk Shape Camp, and we're just kind of going over like a retrospective look at all the camps and also some really cool conversation and just kind of behind the lens of what, what it's like just at an Elk Shape Camp with just us talking about really cool nuggets. I think you're going to love that podcast. It's one of my favorite ones I've ever recorded. I say that a lot, but this is a good one coming up. So we'll catch that next Monday. Crispy US, the Tiva mids are out. They they arrived, they've landed, I've had them, check it out. If you're looking for boots for September, check out the Crispy Colorados or the Nevadas or a little higher up called the Guides, that's what I'm rocking. And uh, appreciate all the support. Buy them or buy whatever boots you want from blackovis.com and use the discount code ELKSHAPE. You'll get 10% off. Northwest Retention Systems is the chest holster I use. It's called the Scout. I have one for my Glock and one for my 44 mag, depending on what kind of G-Bear or Black Bear country I'm hunting in. But always stay strapped. Use the discount code ELKSHAPE. You'll get 10% off and shipping and handling. I get... I got a lot of support for Tim and his uh, little side hustle that turned into his full-time. Everything's custom made. I love that. The Elk Collective, the number one digital elk hunting resource. It's time to get buckled down and start learning some uh, tips, tricks, and tactics, not just from me, but from all my elk hunting friends and all their ways of doing it. We all differ in how we get it done. I think you should know everyone's tactic. Check out theelkcollective.com. Use the discount code ELKSHAPEPODCAST, all one word, save $25 off, and you will be good to go. Guys, you have a lot of choices when it comes to podcasts. Thanks for picking this one. Remember, separation is in the preparation, and we will catch you on the next one.